ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this week's episode of the No Higher Calling Podcast. Before I jump into content today, I have a couple things that I need to address with you all. First of all, again, just thank you so much for listening along, for just participating in all the aspects of No Higher Calling. God is just doing some really amazing things. Um, Some things that I can't, I'm not even at liberty to share about yet, but God is just opening so many doors um, for me for the impact of No Higher Calling, and I am so excited to see what God has for the future as I just try to follow Him in this calling. Um, But a couple things really quick. Um, So the first one is that I just started a No Higher Calling Facebook page. It is a public page. Um, I've I've just got inundated with so many friend requests on my personal Facebook account, and I've been trying to accept almost all of those just because I'm not sure who's friending me for the podcast or, um, you know, just whatever other reason. But if it's for the podcast, I want to be friends, but I'm having to kind of revisit all of that. My Facebook has just kind of gotten out of control with it just, it's like 75%. I, I have no idea who the people are in my feed. So I'm trying to separate that a little bit just from my own mental sanity. So I now have just my personal Facebook page, which I'm more than happy for you to follow me on there. If you're friending me because of the podcast, if you could send me a message and let me know, that would help me immensely be able to say, hey, this person listens to my podcast and wants to be my friend and this is why. Um, because I am cleaning up my personal one. I'm trying to transfer a lot of um, a lot of people that I know and then the people that I don't know, I'm trying to transfer or refer them over to the No Higher Calling Facebook page because I'm going to have to purge my personal Facebook page. Um, just kind of scaling it back down to family and friends and at least people that I know who they are. Um, So I hope you all understand that. But if you want to follow me on Facebook, just search for No Higher Calling. Um, I'm I'm on Instagram. I've I've shared that from the beginning. Um, You can find me on Instagram at No Higher Calling underscore. Um, And then also something really exciting that I just started. This will be my third week doing this is the No Higher Calling weekly email. So you can subscribe to that on my website, which is uh, nohighercalling.com. So that will pull up kind of my welcome page. And at the bottom of the welcome page, there's a little box where you can put your email in and then just hit the subscribe button. And that'll immediately put you into getting the weekly email. So in the idea of this weekly email, I didn't want it to be overwhelming or just another email in the inbox that you have to delete because I know what that's like. But I really wanted to to give something that was helpful. Um... I know I have a lot of people ask me for different resources or what I'm reading or different things like that. So I just thought I'm going to put it all in an email, just keep it very simple, very straightforward. 
as of now, there's only four sections in that email. So the first section is what is on the podcast for the week. So my email comes out on Thursday morning at the same time of the release of my new podcast episode. So that will be the first thing that comes out on Thursday morning saying, this is what the podcast episode for this week is about. Um, I link all the resources there. I also link those in the show notes. If, if I ever recommend a book or a resource or anything like that, I recommend those in the show notes. I list the resources, um, but they'll also be easily in the email. Just you can click those links and follow um, to whatever the site is. So that's the first section. The second section is what I'm reading. So I do read a lot. Um, So usually just every week I have what either I'm currently reading or a book that I've recently finished. I give a little bit of a review on that in case you're looking for a book recommendation and then I link that book. Um, The next section would be a word from my heart. So this is going to be more of like a devotional thought, um, encouragement, something from scripture that God is doing in me personally that I just feel burdened to share with you all that might encourage you as well. Um, Again, very brief. And then the the last section is a glimpse glimpse into my home. So this could be like a family announcement, like last week's um, Knox turned three. So I did a little, you know, write up about him turning three and his birthday and a little picture of him from his pirate birthday was so cute. Um, But it could be a recipe. It it really, it's just, I kind of left that one open to whatever I want to share about our life or our home or the ministry that we're in, any of that. That's where I will put that. Um, So I have gotten some really good feedback about that. I think that email is really being a another blessing that God is using through no, no Higher Calling. And so if you're not already subscribed to that, then I'd encourage you to go to my website, sign up for that email. You'll get that every week. And I hope that will be a blessing to you. So I just wanted to cover those few things before I jump into today's episode. Okay, so today's episode is actually from a recommendation that somebody gave me on Instagram. I try to engage with you guys and find out what you would like to hear me speak on. Now, I'll be perfectly honest. I have a list of probably 50 different episodes <laughs> that I want to do. And, you know, I, I knock one off and I add like five more. So one day, one day. Um, and then I have all of these amazing interviews that I want to do. Um, I have several that I have recorded in the past few months that are just waiting to come out. I try to stagger those so that not all of my podcast is interviews. I try to keep that at like one a month, but there are some super, super good interviews that we'll be rolling out in the next couple months. Um, some other people that I kind of have waiting that we're going to do interviews and that'll even come out in the first of the year. Um, but I do love to hear feedback from you guys. What are you looking for? What do you need help with in your home? What would you like encouragement on? And so on Instagram, I did a little post. Actually, I did, I think on Instagram and Facebook, um, I just said, you know, I'm working on planning episodes throughout the end of the year. It's September. Can you believe that it is September? I can't, where is this year gone? Anyway, I know that like from here till the end of the year, things just snowball. We're wrapping up kindergarten with Eden. We have like six weeks of deputation travel in the September through October that will be wrapping up our support. Then we will be done with the traveling part of deputation. And then it just slams right into the holidays. So... I'm mentally trying to kind of like plan out my episodes for the next few months, but I wanted some feedback on what would be an encouragement to you guys. And I try to be um, very sensitive to that. I try to fit those things in when I can, because I love nothing more than speaking to what you all want me to speak about. So one of those 
recommendations is what I want to speak on today. And she just asked for me to speak on like routines and schedules and kind of like what that looks like for me. So that's what today's episode is. Today's episode is called Schedules, Seasons, and God's Sufficiency. And you'll see by the end of the episode how all of that just wraps up into hopefully a complete package of a really encouraging episode. But I, I when I first saw that, I laughed because I thought, you want me to speak to this? Because when I was a teenager and in college, me and I, I am a planner. I like everything a certain way. I thrive on routine and structure. And I mean, I just, when all I had to worry about was me, my life was very, very organized. Um, even when it was just me and my husband, very organized. Me and my first child, not quite as organized, but still very structured. Um, and then we went on deputation, and I learned that I can't have any routine or any schedule or anything because I'm, I'm just at the mercy of the travel or the people that we're staying with or our hosts or, you know, a hotel where we have a loud, a loud person beside us and it keeps my kids up all night. You know, I just, I couldn't control things. And that was really a struggle for me because that was the first time that I had ever not been super structured with our family and with our home life. And I, I really battled through that. Um, then COVID hit and all of a sudden we were home all of the time. We were thrust from the super busy travel life into being at home, having a new baby. And so I, I struggled to put structure back in place because it was life was just changing and I didn't really know how to keep up with it. I feel like I'm just now getting to a place where I am pleased and contented in how our days are structuring, what we are getting accomplished in a day. Um, And then about a month ago, God put a project on my heart and I shared it with Simeon and he was on board. He's like, you need to go for this. God is leading you to do this. I wish I could give more details at the moment. I'm going to keep it a secret, but be looking in the next few months for some sneak peeks of a super awesome resource that God has led me to do that I just, I'm really praying that he will use to encourage so many families and help them as they train their children. But all that to say, I was just getting like into our routines and then God put this project on my heart. And so now like life is in complete upheaval again because Simeon has some different projects that he's working on. He's busy. Um, So he's, you know, even though we're kind of in this weird waiting to get to the mission field, we don't actually have like outside of the home jobs right now. Um, He has been leaving every day to go to the library to work or different places just because he needs quiet and focus to work through our different missions, things and different ministry um, things that God has given him. So I kind of had to rework home. And then on top of all of that and doing school, um, God put this project on my heart. And so I've, in some ways, I feel like it's really challenged us to look at our days and be like, how can we be the most effective with our time? Because we have to be or something, something's going to fall short. And I feel like there are times where you need to look and say, okay, look, this, this is not priority this can go. I can't say yes to everything. Um, but we have, we have assessed our lives that way. We have scaled down in some areas. Um, our, our summer was wonderful. It was everything that I prayed that it would be, but it was so busy and overwhelming. And so we had to trim some of the 
extra things out um, to really be able to focus in on what was most important to us. So we've done a really good job with him and I really assessing and trying to plan some things out. Then in other ways, I feel like you want me to talk about schedules. I'm staying up till like one, two in the morning working on a project and then I'm tired. And (laughs) so I will share with you what has helped me and what is currently helping me and what God is revealing to me as I pray for wisdom in this area. But the one thing about schedules and routines and structure and how how do I set my day, so much of that is extremely individualized. Like the way I structure my day probably isn't going to be the way that anybody else structures their day just because my life is so unique to me and your life is so unique to you. So I'm not going to give you like, okay, here's a hour by hour schedule on what you need to do to have a peaceful, calm, successful home where you get all your task lists accomplished. No, absolutely not. That's not what I'm doing today. I'm just going to give you some ideas on how you can think through your schedule, how you can think through your routines, how you can have grace for some seasons and how you can really trust God to, to help you. I was reading a book recently. Um, I believe it was by Jamie. Ba- it was. It was by Jamie Balmay. It was her new book out on Proverbs 31. I'll link that in the show notes. Um, but she was talking in there about the Proverbs 31 woman and how that God gives us enough time in the day to accomplish all that he has called us to do. Now, you have to stop and think and look at your day. Look at your schedule. Look at your to-do list and really ask yourself, Has God called me to do every single thing on that list and on my calendar? More than likely not. Um, So, you know, if you don't get down to getting the cobwebs out of all the corners of your house, that's probably okay. You know, God didn't fail you because you ran out of time in the day to do that. Um, She also talks about how God created us for rest. And that's something that I'm really learning kind of the hard way um, because really for the past couple weeks, I feel like I just keep telling Simeon, if I just didn't have to sleep, if my body did not require sleep, I could get so much more done. Like it would, I want that to be my superpower. I don't want to ever have to sleep, but God created us for sleep. God created us for rest. God created us to require and, and really have to have that rest to be all that he wants us to be. And the funny thing about rest is you think, I think, That if I just stay up all night and get everything done, then tomorrow I'll be starting off on a better foot. But I'm not. I'm tired and I'm grouchy and my heart is wrong. And and I just I struggle with my relationships with my husband and my kids. And and I've found sometimes that I might not get as much accomplished at night if I go to bed at a decent time. But my mind is sharper. My spirit is sharper. I am more pleasant to be around. and, And that's worth it to me. So I just want to give you a couple things that have really helped us with our own schedule. And remember, take these lightly, look at your own schedules, really work through. And, and this is my first one. So I'm getting ahead of myself. My first one is that you de- you do need to kind of have some planning and thought go into your calendar and your schedule and what you say yes to. Um, and, and I'd really encourage you to do that as a couple. Um, so Simeon and I really, more so in the past few years, but even more so recently, have almost been having like little meetings where we sit down together and um, we try to do this, 
usually like on Sunday night, we try to like, I give him a glimpse of the week. Like this is what my week looks like. Um, what does your week look like? If we need to plan a family day, how can we strategize that together? And then every night I try to give him another reminder rundown for the next day. So this is what we have going on. Don't forget this. What do you, I need to do to help you Um, But also in the whole scheduling and planning, as a team, as a husband and wife team, you really have to pray through all the things that are on your heart and on your list and and ask God to show you. And, And God is so faithful when you come to him in prayer, even if it seems like the silliest, most trivial detail, God is faithful. He will meet us there. He he loves to to work and guide our lives, even down to the simplest things such as your to do list. But really, I would challenge you to look at that with your husband, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed, if you feel like I don't have enough time to do everything or I, I can't keep it all together. I'm just, everything's falling apart. And I've been there. Please don't listen to this and think that like, oh, I, I have it all together and we just have the perfect schedule because that's not true. Um, just a few days ago, actually, I had an emotional moment with Simeon where I was just like, I, I can't, I can't keep up. I can't keep up. And I realized I really needed, we needed to sit down as a couple and work through a couple things. And I really needed to make sure that my heart was right with the Lord because This should have been number one. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place, ladies. But this should have been number one. And that's making God your utmost priority. Um, So we've talked about this before. Not having God as number one on your to-do list. But God supersedes our to-do list. So individual, personal, devotional time with God is essential. If and when I do not get that, Everything else is just disjointed. Nothing falls into place as it should. But when God is in his rightful place in my life, everything else falls into place. And even if I don't get to check off everything that I wanted to do, I can rest in knowing that my Savior loves me and I love him and I'm growing in him. And and that's another thing that I have to think through sometimes is what is most important in my home. And this comes back to talking with your husband. What is most important? And, you know, really, for me, if I'm going to boil that down to just the bare minimums, I need to love God and spend time with God. I need to love my husband and spend time with my husband. And I need to love my children and spend time with my children. And, you know, if we had to do Chick-fil-A for dinner just because the way the day fell, I don't need to struggle with mom guilt. I don't need to cry. If, you know, I it's, it's okay. It's okay. You need to find that balance. But I would encourage you, one, keep God in his rightful place in your life. That should have been the number one point. Number two point, include your husband in the planning and the praying and the analyzing. You know, you are a team. um, And and Simeon and I feel very strongly about that. Now, naturally, the way things are, um, a man's role and a woman's role within the home is different. A lot of the physical responsibilities of the home and of the children tend to fall to the woman. But we see, we look at our home and our family as a team effort. And, you know, if, if I'm overwhelmed and I'm struggling and I can't hold it all together, we try to look at that together on what do I need to change? What can I change? Or how can he help me? And vice versa. There's There's been times, there was time just a few months ago where he was like, look, I, I can't get stuff done when I'm trying to work at home because you're in and out. He doesn't have a space in our home. He is Our office is like in our bedroom. So I was in and out doing things in the room, even though I tried not to be. And, you know, the kids were loud or, you know, we were just distracting. 
So we really had to work through, okay, how could I best help him for what he needed to accomplish? So we had to work through some of those things. Um, So those are just the first two things is to really think that through. And then also to remember that kids thrive on structure, especially little kids. Um, They need boundaries. They need they need scheduling. You know, even when we were in our busiest time of traveling where I couldn't I couldn't plan our own food or our meal times or our bedtime even. You know, some nights we were in bed like we usually are by 7.30, not we, children, by 7.30. Um, other nights, it was like midnight and, you know, we were still going strong. And so I learned in that season that even if I couldn't control all the things that I wanted to be able to control, there were some things that I could do to help our family feel like we had some structure. And the one big thing was a bedtime routine. Now, our bedtime routine, if it's super, super late and we're all tired, is not quite as long and drawn out as if we start planning, you know, after dinner and go up to a 730 bedtime. Um, But just being very, very, um, I guess, regular with, okay, even if we're not, everybody's not going to get a long bath and play time and then, you know, books for a while and then, you know, a lengthy family devotion and then we all sing. And, you know, if, if, if that couldn't happen, we could at least read a Bible verse together and pray together before bed, but a time where we all just gathered and that really helped. But, um, you know, another thing that has helped with my oldest, so she will be five in November, but I started with this with her about a year ago is I made this little like routine chart. So she's got one for the morning and one for the evening. And it's just these little flaps on a piece of paper that have little magnets on them and it has different tasks like she knows in the morning she needs to make her bed she needs to get dressed she needs to eat breakfast and so when she accomplishes that she just pushes the little flap up and it's magnetized and so she can see okay I've accomplished my morning routine same thing for the bedtime routine except it's like pick up your toys go potty brush your teeth Um, and that has been really helpful for me because I felt like I was always writing her like Eden you're not dressed Eden did you make your bed and so now I do have to remind her still a lot but I can just say hey Eden can you go do your morning routine we need to get that done before we start school or after dinner, hey, we know after dinner, we go straight into working on that bedtime routine. And she knows that if she wants to get the story time or the family game or that extra play time before bed, that the bedtime routine needs to be done. So even setting up that kind of like within our home has been a huge, huge help with our kids. And I'm actually working on starting a little routine chart thing for Knox, um, He is wired a little bit differently than her. Eden is very much like me. She likes that checklist. She likes to be able to see, oh, all my little flaps are put up. I'm good to go. I don't know that Knox will quite find the um, joy in that like Eden and I do, but I think it would help him. Um, to be able to work through some of those things, especially as he's he's three now or transitioning into some like little household chores around the house. I think it might help him to kind of stay on track and remember what he needs to accomplish without mommy always having to nag. Um, another thing that I'm working on, not currently at, at the moment, but I have been working on is preparing the evening before. So it's so important if you want to have a good day to have a good evening um, and, and as I've shared, I've kind of failed at that recently because I've had some very, very late nights. Um, but we do on a normal basis, 
We try to have a decent evening routine. We're not out late every night. Um, we try to be very structured with the kids. Samina and I try to get them to bed at enough at a decent enough time that him and I can have some time together in the evenings um, so that we can be have enough rest for the next day. And another thing that has really been helpful is... I don't really know how to say it other than like attaching habits. So if you have a new habit or a new routine or something that you want to implement in your home, one of the best things that has helped me recently is attaching that new thing to something that is already very established in your home. For example, the the most established thing in our home is mealtime. I mean, we have breakfast, we have lunch, and we have dinner. We do not miss any of those. Um, so for example, for our homeschooling, we have a little reading portion that we do together as a family. And then we have a family Bible time that we tried to do in the mornings. You know, some mornings we'd forget or, you know, we got busy with the day or different things. So we attached that to breakfast time. So we eat our food. And while the kids are finishing up breakfast, I read the homeschool lesson while daddy's there so that he can have a part in that. And then he does our family Bible time. Um, and just attaching it to breakfast, we're all already at the table. We know now this is what family breakfast looks like. Um, you know, Simeon and I have analyzed our schedules together and said, okay, this is the time that works for both of us to have breakfast. Not not every morning, but but almost all mornings. This is the time that works for us to all be together. This is the amount of time it takes us to get through breakfast, homeschool lesson, and our family Bible time. And so we set that chunk of time out of the day. And I know that our homeschool lesson and our Bible time is going to get accomplished because we're going to eat breakfast. Um, another thing that I've been trying to do with the kids is um, I actually found this really cool podcast that a friend recommended that is for kids that is like a history podcast for kids, but it's all in a biblical perspective. So I wanted them, they love to listen to things. So I wanted them to start listening to that, but I'd forget and different things. So one day I was like, you know what, while we're sitting here eating lunch, I'm going to turn this on. And it's like a 15 minute little episode. Um, So I've tried to start attaching that to lunch. So now when we sit down to have lunch, we listen to this history podcast and it's been really fun. The kids have really enjoyed that. So whatever is already routine for you, uh, and it doesn't have to be mealtime. It could be something else that you do during the day. Um, Or, you know, hey, I, I don't know, like, I get ready every day. So while I get ready, that's going to be my scripture memory time. That's where I'm going to have my Bible verse card on my mirror that I use to put my makeup on. And I'm just going to attach that scripture memory to something that I do already every day, which is getting ready. Um, and, and so it helps me do that. And because it feels somewhat like multitasking, I almost don't feel like I'm adding another thing to my day. I'm just trying to be as productive and efficient as I can be with the time that the Lord has given me to be very, really a wise steward of that time that he has given me. And that's another thing I think we could, as we analyze our, our schedules and our calendars and our lives we need to be willing to take away things that are so unimportant. I, I know I personally fill my time with social media way more than I should. And, and some of that helps me pray better for friends and to stay on top of different things. But also a lot of it is a waste of time and it keeps me from better things like reading books or spending time with my kids or different things like that. So I just, in, in all of that planning and processing, I think we need to just be careful that we're not wasting time on things that are not important. Um, 
I was reading the book earlier this year, Atomic Habits, and I love to quote in there. It says, goals are good for setting a direction, but systems are best for making progress. So it goes on to say the purpose of setting goals is to win the game. The purpose of building systems is to continue playing the game. Um, So that book was all about just like mental mind shifts and kind of how we how we goal set and how we work through our day. Um, But that was that was so good. And it talks a lot about making things very bite sized. So I, you know, one example in my life is reading. Um, I am almost at 40 books this year, which was my goal for this year. So I'm hoping to exceed that and to hit 50 books. But sometimes when people hear that, they're like, how do you read that much? That is crazy. Um, And honestly, the goal of reading 40 books, 50 books in a year sounds super crazy. But I backed it up and realized that if I just commit to a chapter a day, I will easily hit that goal and go beyond that goal, depending on what book you read. But the books that I read it was, it was an easy goal to achieve because I looked more at the process of what do I need, what habits do I need to make to hit the end goal instead of just being overwhelmed with the end goal and saying, well, I'm not going to make that, so we're not even going to try. Um, so that's been something that I've really tried to kind of look at. Or what are baby steps? What are small things that we could do? And, you know, when, when you're looking at your schedule with your husband, don't determine to overhaul every single aspect of your life because you will struggle with overwhelm. And then I'll be like, well, if I can't, if I can't get it together, we're just going to throw it all out the window. Um, baby steps. Find one area that you really need to work on your schedule, your routine, um, and just pray. Ask God to give you wisdom and how to use your time wisely. Ask your husband for insight on how as a family you can make that that work if it is truly a priority, a Christ-like priority in your home. Um, and then just kind of work through that. And then my last thing under this, just ideas of, of scheduling and routines, is in our home, we found it's easier for us to have rhythms. So instead of a like, wake up 7 a.m., 7.05, brush teeth, 7.10, get dressed. That doesn't work for me. And I, I do struggle with like, if I ju- if I would be a few minutes late, I'd be like, well, let's just throw the whole rest of the whole day off. We're just going to totally scrap it. <laughs> so um, I found that rhythms work better for us. And rhythms let me be a little bit more flexible, which I'm going to talk about in just a minute. But what I mean by rhythms is, so I have made a note card. The most important time of my day is from wake up time to lunch time. Um, that is the time where most of the instruction happens in our home. Our family Bible time happens at that time. Um, our homeschooling happens at that time. Our morning basket time happens during that time. Um, a lot of my very focused play time with the kids happens during that time. So I haven't set like a very strict routine, but we just have a rhythm that this is the pattern of what we do. Okay, so we get up, we do breakfast at eight o'clock and we know that we do homeschool lesson and Bible study or family Bible time at breakfast. And I have a general idea of when we need to finish breakfast to be able to move on to the next thing. Um, But you know what? If if we had a long night and we need to sleep in, it's okay. I might have to shorten one part of my rhythm and, you know, I might have to kind of fudge it, but it's okay. And then, okay, so after breakfast, so I get all the kids dressed for the day. Eden practices her piano. Then we go into our morning basket time. 
So usually by the time we're done with morning basket, um, which if you have no idea what that means, I did an episode on our morning basket time, which I believe is episode 12. So you might want to check that out. But after morning basket, it's usually time for Ivy to go down for a nap. She goes down for a nap. And then I spend that time doing Eden's school papers. Knox now likes to join us for that. So sometimes he sits quietly and listens. Sometimes I have him doing like a activity that keeps his hands busy. Um, And then after that, we usually have playtime that can either be outdoor, indoor. Um, And then after that, it's usually pretty much right into lunch. Post-lunch, we always have quiet time. So Eden, or not Eden, um, Knox and Ivy still nap. So I try to get them down for a nap in the afternoon. Um, Eden... We're working on Eden knowing that quiet time means just that, quiet time. If she doesn't want to lay down and rest, she needs to find a quiet activity. And I've tried to provide things for her that help her be able to do that. Um, Books and crafts and different things. You know, she's into puzzles right now. Um, But that is my time to, there's been some seasons where it's my time to nap. Um, Currently, that's my time to work on some projects that God's given me. Um, then after nap time, usually the kids have playtime where sometimes I get involved, sometimes I don't, but it's usually their playtime. We usually try to go out in the afternoon some. Um, then about 4.30, I kind of start working on dinner. We usually eat by 5. Um, then we kind of transition into our evening routine, which is, you know, bath time, family time. We do games. We read books together. Um, you know, every now and then we watch a movie together. Um, and then, so daddy is in charge of a lot of the actual, like, let's go to bed things. So, um, both kids pretty much can get themselves ready for bed, but then Simeon does a time with them in the evening where he does a little Bible study with them, works on some scripture memory, and then he will go through a read aloud with them. And so that, that's been wonderful because it gives me some free time in the evening. I can, you know, for a while I was nursing a baby, so I was able to do that in peace and get her down. Um, currently she's, she's done nursing, so I just, I can get her down and I can finish cleaning up up the kitchen or tidying up the house or throwing in a load of laundry, whatever I need to do. But that is what our current routine and life looks like. Now that's, it changes depending on the day. You know, some days we have play dates, some days they're at grandparents' houses or, you know, Sunday is a whole different ball game. Um, but that's kind of what our schedule looks like. So I want to transition and just kind of hit these last two really quickly. But I'm going to move from schedules into seasons. So something that I've had to learn with schedules is that I need to be very flexible with my schedules. Um, While as much as it is important to me that when I can keep that schedule, we need to keep that schedule for structure and stability and routine for our family. If it needs to change, I need to be okay with that and I need to do all that I can to help that transition be okay. Um, I know just in, in my own personality, I really struggled with feeling like, oh, we didn't have a good day because it doesn't go the way most days normally do. And I needed to be okay with that. I also realized that I needed to be reasonable. Um, so for example, our girls have never been very good sleepers. Ivy is just now getting to where she will sleep through the night and she's like 15 months old. So for the past year, I have struggled with I just want to get up in the mornings before the kids and get my devotional time done then. 
and I have tried and tried and tried to get up. And some mornings I did it and it was great and wonderful and I loved starting my day off with a hot cup of tea and my Bible and that quiet time. But I I have some kids that are up as soon as the sun, if not before. And then I had a baby who was not sleeping through the night. And I just realized that the constant frustration of feeling like I had to have that morning time, I had to be up by six, um, was just really kind of discouraging me. And that it just wasn't the season for me to do that. But this season now where I have little kids that are happy and content to go to bed at 7.30 gives me evening hours. So maybe I need to utilize those evening hours for my devotional time or my personal time to get things done or quiet time. You know, I had to, when when Eden stopped napping and then I had the other ones that did, I needed to train her how to entertain herself so that I could have a little bit of time in the afternoon. Um, and that was something that we had to work through. We're still kind of working through that on some days. Um, but, but that really helped me, but really in just, in all of the schedules and routines and everything like that. And, you know, you may be listening, you're like, well, I don't have little kids, but you know, I'm driving teenagers to and fro, or I'm an empty nester and I'm, you know, involved in all these different things or really whatever it is. We, it's something we all, we all deal with and have to think through, but I just think to remember to just be flexible and to be reasonable that to everything, there's a season. God says that in his word everything has a season. And you know what that also means? That means that I might get down pat. This is the perfect routine for this season, but that season's going to change, which means I need to be willing to adapt as God changes seasons, as God grows me, as God works in our family. I need to be quick and close to him so that I can follow what he has for us in a new season. Um, I We're going to be in a new season as he opens the door for us to move, that's going to be a, an entirely new season. And, you know, there's going to be a time where we aren't going to have any schedules. You know, we're going to be dealing with jet lag and quarantine and all these things. And I just, I need to remember it is a season. There will come a season again where we can settle in and figure out a routine, but just to, to be flexible and to be reasonable and really to find that balance so it's okay that we didn't get anything accomplished today, but we're going to work on it tomorrow and we're going to be a little more intentional with our time. And then the last thing I just want to encourage you with in thinking about this is God's sufficiency. So in all of this, you might be feeling overwhelmed, like, I don't know what to change. I don't know what to implement to help my days go smoother. I don't know how to get ahead. I don't know how to figure all of this out. God is sufficient. God is always sufficient. And you, you know, you might be like, I'm, life is good. We've got the routine of the kids get dropped off at school this time. And I have this many hours and, you know, then I pick them up and then this is what we do in the evenings. And, but, you know, seasons will change and the next season might provide itself to prove itself to be a little more difficult. But in all of that, just remembering that God is sufficient. 2 Corinthians 3, 5 says, not that we are sufficient of ourselves to think anything as of ourselves, but our sufficiency is of God. 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, and he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in mine infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. You know, there I have had seasons where like I am weak. I, I can't. It's all I can do to get dinner on the table, much less get everybody in clean clothes and keep the house tidy. And, you know, it's just it, there are overwhelming seasons of life. Um, there are seasons where 
I feel like we're doing pretty well. We're getting things done. Um, you know, it, it's going smooth. But in all of that, to remember that Christ is sufficient. Um, sufficient means that the supply is equal to the wants. Now, the amazing thing about God's perfect sufficiency is that his supply far exceeds anything we could ever want. He has enough and more to be sufficient for our needs. So let me just encourage you, if you're feeling like, I got to work on my schedules, I got to figure out what is going to make our home go smoother. I, I hope I shared something that will help you as you think through that, as you pray through that. Um, just to remember the truth about the seasons, that we need to have grace and trust in God that he has put our husbands and our children and the opportunities in our path and that he will equip us to to be and to do what he wants us to be and wants us to do. And and lastly, all, all that wraps up with the sufficiency of God. God is sufficient. He will meet us where we are. He will enable us to do what he wants us to do. And he will prove himself worthy again and again. And you know, the weaker that we are, the more we realize that God is sufficient and that we need him. And, you know, I, I want to be sufficient on Christ. I want to, whether I feel like I've got things under control or I don't, I, I want to be resting on him. And I think motherhood has shown me like nothing else in my life has shown me my dependence upon Christ. It is not something that I can muscle through on my own strength and my own power. I desperately need God to help me to be the mom and the wife that he wants me to be. So let me just challenge you ladies, if you're trying to work through your schedules, your routines, if you're in a season that you're like, I need to figure out what is going on here, remember that God's sufficient. He will be all that you need him to be and more. Let's close this episode in prayer. Father, I thank you so much that you are our God, that you are sufficient, that all that we could ever need can be found in you and in your word. Lord, I pray you'll be with with me and each of the ladies listening. Lord, help us to anchor our hearts in your truth. Lord, help us to um, just really to seek you for what it is that you want us to do with our lives, with our time. I pray that you'll help us to be intentional, help us to not waste the time that you've given us. The time is so precious and it is so fleeting, Lord. Help us to use it for your honor and your glory. Give us wisdom as we seek ways on how we can best be stewards of our time for your honor and your glory. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.